Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I'm still so not used to doing this, um, and I'm not very good at doing uh, the media thing, but I will get better. I'm going to get some lessons, and I'm probably going to be asking some of you guys for help. Um, it's been uh, almost two weeks since uh, I hollered. I wanted to send out a message because it's Lent, um, which means that it's boot camp time, um, and time for us to get extremely serious. So check out these moves, hold on. Look at that, it's pretty impressive, huh? Um, so I just wanted to give a, a word on Lent, um, preparing for Lent and getting really into Lent. It's the most important, I think, spiritual time of year. I mean, all time of year is spiritually important, um, but a time of year that should have a lot more uh, intensity to it than we're used to. Um, but before we even get into Lent, um, most important, actually, is reconciliation. So I don't know if you guys know, but there's a, tra there's a the tradition is that Sunday is, is the Sunday of reconciliation. Um, so that means you're supposed to make amends with anybody that you're not at amends with. Um, and if you pay attention to the readings tomorrow in liturgy, Saturday, as well as on Sunday, um, it's a predominant theme, is that there, our prayers are not heard if we're not reconciled. Um, and so I'm starting with the middle point of with others. So if I'm not reconciled for entering the season of, of prayer in the church um, and of asceticism, Christ is explicit that if, if you don't forgive each other, um, how are you kind of approaching me? So there's a tradition that you should go by Sunday um, and actively go reconcile. Obviously, again, all the things we're going to be talking about are things we should be doing all year, but that we're giving a special focus to um, during Lent and that we're giving an active attention to. So if you're at odds with somebody, make peace, text them, visit them, call them, do something. Um, me and my uh, crew back home used to do this, um, especially when I was in college. And I remember um, with my siblings too, um, of, hey, if there's anything that you're holding against me that I'm not aware of, I want to say sorry. If there's something that I am aware of, then I also just outright say that. So this Sunday, Reconciliation Sunday, do it. Make it a thing. Make it not weird for us to do as Christians. Um, put it in your group chats. Just saying, hey guys, we used to do this. Um, it's Reconciliation Sunday. Um, if there's anyone here who's upset with me, I want to offer an apology um, and um, be ready to confront those. So that's with others. Definitely with God. So if you have not been um, good with God, this is the time. Um, and Lent is especially the season for confession. Uh, my father confession growing up used to give us this exercise of make sure that Lent hasn't gone by without you confessing. And he was like, um, you could even uh, match up um, your birthday, I think it was. I just confessed a lot. I was one of those annoying people. But um, of your birthday month of being what week that you do. That doesn't make sense because there's 11 or 12 months. The point is, uh, oh, he said use the date of your birth as possibly the day that you do it, um, between 1 and 30. Um, I would just say do it as fast as you can. The sooner you can do it, the better, so you can benefit more from Lent. And as we're going to talk about a spiritual rule, talking to your spiritual guide earlier is better than later um, to get the most out of Lent. Um, and I add it with yourself here because um, if you are not... Um, driving properly, 
Um, and Christ said, love others you love yourself, the proper love of self, um, then you're going to have a problem too. And so we're learning how to love ourselves properly here. Um, this is the only slide that has pictures. So, uh, a quote from the great St. Athanasius. Um, maybe not as great as St. Anthony, but behold, my brethren, how much a fast can do and in what manner the law commands us to fast. It's required that not only the body should be fast, but with the soul. Now the soul is humbled when it does not follow wicked opinions, but feeds on becoming virtues. For virtues and vices are the food of the soul, and it can eat either of these two meats and incline to either of the two according to its own will. Um, and that's the key to this ascetic discipline that we're going to be getting into in a second um, during this season, is that we can do right, we can do wrong, we can do good, we can do bad, right? You can eat healthy, you can eat junk. This is a period where we're saying, let's get into boot camp, let's choose good, let's actively um, pursue health um, and see uh, what gains that we can make during this time. Um, so that this quote is kind of what's in the back frame of um, the proposed Lent uh, boot camp training uh, that I've got for you guys. So this is something that with people who confessed with me in previous uh, locations like that I've had a long-term relationship with. The thing that I hand out to almost everybody. Um, having said that, especially because um, you each have your own fathers of confession, spiritual guides, um, is not to be implemented without asking. So this is a program uh, to think about. Talk to uh, whoever you talk to about these things. Um, and if it might seem extreme to you at first, because this was something that was developed over time, um, it, it would still be worth the discussion of what can you take from this and and work on throughout the season with some guidance and so the focus here is on asceticism and asceticism is spiritual athletics essentially it's about getting jacked so this is spiritual boot camp literally so we're not talking about hey like um you know i just want to get like a little bit of tone here it's like no we're talking about hardcore diet we're talking about hardcore gym routine we're talking about getting a personal trainer we're talking about a hardcore let's make hard progress in a defined period of time. Um, and so asceticism is not just about um, not doing wrong, which is necessary for asceticism. It's also about how to actively do good. So that's the focus here that, um, that we're aiming for. Um, and that's why there's a major intensity uh, to what I am proposing. Now, asceticism is supposed to be an act of love, okay? Um, it's saying, let me lay down something for the sake of someone or something else. That's why it's an act of love. It's a choosing of other over me. Um, it's cutting off my own will, my own choosing, my own loving, uh, my own self-love to show an, a, an, a value outside of that more so to something else. Um, so the holiness of asceticism is not in the act itself. I want to make that clear. So the asceticism, the holiness is not um, because I did a certain number of matanyas. The holiness is not because I didn't eat till a certain hour. The holiness is not because um, I chose or not chose um, some specific physical carnal act or not. That's not what makes it holy. The holiness is in the choosing and the conformity of the healthiness of it. It's this direction of love at something other than self. That's where the holiness is coming from. So if you're not there yet for some of the things that we're going to discuss, that's okay. Um, like I said, take it with... Um, your, your guide, but the idea of our asceticism during Lent, we want to rekindle the flame. We want to get started again. We want to really get into it. Um, 
there needs to be an intensity during Lent. This should be a different season. How you enter Lent should not, cannot be how you exit Lent. So if nothing else, take that away from this. Um, but please try and persevere, right? Try and, and, and do some work um, and uh, see where it goes. So the spiritual program. Again, this is something that some of you might uh, find a little overwhelming. Um, number one, like I said, if you can confess during the season, that would be ideal. Lent is eight weeks long. Try and make sure you confess once, even twice, during this period, um, especially if your father confession is accessible near to you. Um, all right, let's get into it. Um, I'm just going to go for the jugular. Social media and entertainment. Try and cut them. I know that sounds psycho to some of you if you haven't been used to doing this. Um, my priest growing up, when TV was a bigger deal than it is today, today everybody's streaming everything, um, gave a general uh, exercise to our whole congregation where he would say, cover your TV um, with, um, what's it called, a blanket or, or sheets. Um, make it disappear, which I think is brilliant. Um, I would say the same thing um, figuratively and literally. If you have a TV, cover it literally. Um, if it's your screens, your monitors, um, uninstall the apps, block the sites, do something. Um, but cut out social media, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, Snapchat, Insta, um, whatever it is that people are using now. I'm not as in tune as I used to be. Twitter. Um, get rid of it. Um, maybe consider having one method of messaging only, whether it's only iMessage or only WhatsApp, so that you don't say, hey, like, it's just that I have school over here and I have this over here. Um, find a way to streamline it. Um, cut out gaming, cut out your, your, your movies, cut out all of this. I know that sounds crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Talk to your spiritual father about this. Maybe it'll be for a certain number of weeks that you go a certain intensity. Maybe there's a tapering. Um, for many of us, we actually do this the whole entire time. It's not, um, it's definitely doable and it's mind blowing. And yes, the beginning is really, really difficult. I'm not going to lie, especially because you're like, wait, I don't know what to do. But that's part of the point is recognizing how much time I dedicate to this, that when it's removed and I fasted from it, I suddenly realize how I'm using my time and that there might be better ways to use it. So be creative with that. So cut out your Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, TV, media streaming. Um, non-religious uh, films, possibly. Um, if you're somebody who watches like tons per week, maybe for you it's better to taper it, but again, get some guidance. Um, I'm big on not even watching religious shows because this complete abstinence does something. I did this my, like from before college and all through college and it did something. I actually, um, I'm not showing off, I promise, because I got so used to not having certain things um, one Lent, I remember actually getting rid of internet altogether, um, and I just got my notes from someone else. I know that that might not be reasonable at all these days, I get it, I'm just simply saying what you put in is what you get out, same thing with confession, what you put in is what you get out. Um, cut out podcasts or news if you're addicted to those. I was big on podcasts for a long time. Um, now I'm not as big on it. I haven't been listening for a while. I'm really big into audiobooks, so I'm probably going to be cutting down, if not completely annihilating, those uh, for myself during um, Lent. Um, and so there's something... I'm a, I love music, so getting rid of music, um, secular music, that is. Um, it's, it's saying, let me clean the senses, 
right? The senses are the doors. So it's saying, let me shut all the doors that I can actually see what's going on inside my house. That's spiritually what we're doing here. Um, and the more you put in, the more you get out. Um, sorry, not the more you put into the doors. The more you put into the effort of closing the doors is where it comes from. Um, so try and get on that. Now, in place of those things, there's so many things you could do. You can go for walks. You can go for hikes. You can play basketball with friends. You can hit up kids from your church, take them out to play, outreach people, read your Bible or spiritual books, spend time with your spouse, your family, your friends in a positive way. It doesn't have to be being completely mindless with some of these things. Um, play games. Go out and volunteer in the community. Put more effort into preparing your Sunday school or youth lessons. Write in a journal. Work on a blog or a positive outlet of something spiritual oriented. Go take care of your nephews, your nieces, your cousins, your neighbors. The couple at church that would really love a night off so they could spend time together. Go offer to take care of their kids or be in the house while they're asleep. Attend meetings, Bible studies, services at the church, volunteer, outreach. Um, there are so many things you can do. Okay? So anyone who's like, oh, but there's nothing to do, there is so much to do. Um, I might be ancient, I'm turning 40 this year. I remember a time where we didn't have all these things that you had and we were just fine. And we actually had fun. Okay? For those of you who might not be fasting the entire 55 days for whatever reason, consider at least, and I mean here dietary, at least consider Wednesday and Friday for the entire fast, irrespective of when you begin your personal fasting. The idea in Lent is I'm doing something more than my normal, more than I would normally settle for. Bible and prayer. Um, it goes without saying that that should be part of your daily routine regardless, um, but maybe it could be more increased, more focused during Lent. Um, there should be no day during Lent in which you're not reading the Bible and praying. That's part of the, the whole point of this. Um, so consider again talking to a spiritual guide about what to read. Um, I know sometimes the people that I've known for longer, um, we do some of the easier books throughout the year and then during Lent it's like a zoom in and go hardcore on one of the harder books, one of the prophets for example. Um, but make sure you're, you're, you're not not doing these, these are pivotal. Now for the program, number one, and I, I reuse this every year but there might be modifications uh, individualized, give up something, okay? Um, something particular to you that you're addicted to, okay? Um, that, that's what makes this time of year more, more meaningful. So many people complain of being like, I don't understand the big deal, like I'm just not eating, like there's no point of this, how's this even fasting? And like, so make it a real fast, give up something. Give up your favorite sin, the one that you do the most and they've been putting off dealing with. Take it up during this season, battle with it. Don't give it lip service. Um, for the fasting part as we discussed, maybe try adding one week to whatever length of fasting you did last year, unless you're doing the full thing, right? Abstinence, when we talk about fasting here, I mean real abstinence, I mean like don't eat or drink, okay? Um, for most people, the starting point might be noon, for someone else it might be 10 a.m., for others it's 3, 5, 6 p.m. Um, actually, I wanna point out here, um, like liturgies in Lent are supposed to be late because of the abstinence part. I think a lot of us have forgotten that. The reason why we're doing the first, third, sixth, ninth, eleventh, twelfth hours before liturgy is because theoretically we've been abstaining till that late to pray the liturgy. That's also why there's no vespers because we just finished liturgy. We're going to break our fast. Um, so I'm tying it to like this was an expectation or something that we all did. We used to show off how long we could fast before it was part of our false righteousness. Um, but struggle to abstain. If you have never abstained at all, try. 
Um, especially these days where people are obsessed with intermittent fasting. I'm like, if, you're, if you can do intermittent fasting, then you should definitely be able to fast for the Lord. Um, and again, it's this idea of discipline, this idea of taking away um, something that's not intrinsically wrong so that I can focus on something greater, A, and B, so that I can also practice saying no. Um, not knowing, people think that they can just say no in any hard situation, but your confession list, if you look at your own, shows that you don't know how to say no. The training to say no is in the fasting, right? So give up something. Um, avoid fake foods as much as you can. Um, I know some people find veggie burgers disgusting, so to you that might not be fake food, so no problem. But I mean this imitation stuff that tastes just like the real stuff where it's, we're just changing ingredients but we're not really fasting. Um, if you actually understand like the origins of fasting, of the context where it first started, remember that in those times there was no fridges, there was no freezers, there was no preservation. So they were doing a very paleo-ish kind of diet. Um, where it was all whole foods and, and accessible foods um, that were minimal effort. Um, that's what we're going for here. Um, so avoid the fake foods, avoid all these rich foods, try and eat in a way that resembles, like I said, paleo. Um, that's just a suggestion. Avoid gluttony, obviously. Avoid, uh, and we'll talk about how to benefit from Holy Week, closer to Holy Week, but avoid desserts, for example, during Holy Week. Um, if you have health issues that prevent or require specific consideration, go talk to your guide, but don't just not fast. Find a way to fast. So for Bible, your daily reading is a big deal. Um, maybe try reading or listening to something discussing how to read the Bible. Um, if you're someone who hasn't been reading regularly, then choose something and read it daily. Um, if you're getting back into the Bible and haven't for a while, start with something easier, the Gospels, Genesis, Exodus, Judges, the story type, uh, uh, type books. Um, if you've been regular, um, as I was suggesting earlier, choose um, a book for more intense study um, with commentary and external resources. During Lent, I definitely would suggest adding spiritual reading, not just Bible and prayer. Again, if you're just getting back into things, Bible is a non-negotiable, spiritual reading could be negotiable. If you're ready to Bible, I would say definitely add spiritual reading. This would be in addition to, not instead of, your Bible. Um, and the aim here is to learn something new in your spiritual life, how to live. Right, so books of spiritual direction are preferred here, or the lives of the saints who exemplified it. Um, I mean, others might like history, patristics, etc. Those are all okay. I don't prefer to uh, to suggest that during Lent, um, because the idea here is to develop my my own training. That could still be incorporated, but I'm just saying, make sure that there's something there. So there's so many suggestions. I'll probably put this document up. Um, that I put out in 2020. There's not much need to modify it. I can uh, attach it. Um, I'll probably put it on the website, which I need to add my schedule on to. My apologies. Um, but I have a whole list of tons of books, and there's way more than these. Um, there's there's a million that I could put. Um, talk to your servants, talk to your priests, talk to anybody about books that they really benefited from that they would say, hey, make sure you've read this. Prayer. Um, persevere in your existing rule. Um, maybe also attempt adding extra psalms if you've been using psalms. Um, but be intentional in your prayer. Set time apart. Um, if you've developed bad prayer habits, praying while driving or in a rush um, or while laying down, then maybe it's try and, and this, during this period, stop and do it more focused and more properly. 
Um, dialogue with God and really struggle in this department. Be regular, don't make any excuses. Make it intense. Even if you're bored out of your mind, you'll get something out of it. You really, really will. Even if you hate it every day of your prayer, don't be like, I'm not, it's not even worth doing because I didn't even like it. That's not true, right? Not everybody likes going to the gym every day. They still benefit. Um, speak to God throughout the day. Direct your thoughts towards Him in all things. Um, I call it texting God. Um, direct your thoughts, your actions, your will, everything. Just make Him present. By fasting from all those things we're talking about, the stuff you're giving up, You'll find that this might happen more naturally. It might be one of the side effects. Um, try other forms of prayer than what you usually do. Maybe try Jesus' prayer. If you haven't been doing psalms, add psalms. If you're not into psalmody, try psalmody, spiritual songs. go, um, right? Change your environment. Prostrations are huge, and they may be a part of your prayer. Don't do these without consultation. Um, but intercessory uh, matanyas, repentant matanyas, praise matanyas. There's a million forms of what is behind a matanya. Um, but this is the time for those. Um, listen maybe to lectures on prayer during this season to grow in your knowledge and receive ideas of things to try um, and improve on. I would also suggest um, consider keeping a journal, writing in it things that you're learning, things you meditate on in the Bible, ways you try to encounter God. Um, there are things that might help you uh, learn to pray and help carry you in other times maybe where you're not as hot. Um, or where you need a reminder of, of, of things. It's a really good habit um, to be in. Um, again, all of these with the spiritual program, um, definitely go get guidance. I can't um, emphasize that enough. But fasting is not fasting without almsgiving. Um, that's something that's so clear in the Old Testament and in the New. Um, you'll find that in the Sunday readings, um, that, the, that the reading will start with charitable deeds. Um, you're supposed to give. That's what makes fasting real. Mercy, good deeds, charitable deeds. Charity and love are almost synonymous. Um, the giving, the choosing. Um, so consider giving more than your tithes this month. If you're not even giving your tithes, give it. I don't take your tithes, so I'm not saying it with any self-gain. Um, but if you haven't been, you ought to be. Um, and if you have been, try and give more. And it doesn't have to be necessarily to the church directly for giving more. It can be to the poor, the homeless, beggars on the street. But give unhesitatingly, without question, without judgment. Right? If you're actually seriously, truly, from your heart, actually concerned about the drug habits and alcoholism of the person that you might give, then put an active effort to go buy uh, gift cards to Target or Walmart or whatever in advance. Okay? But don't, don't, don't look for reasons to not give. Look for it to give more. Now, don't just give your money. I'm, I'm talking about money, but not just money. Your time, your thoughts, your health, your energy to being for and with other people, not yourself. Okay? Be there for people. Uh, give to your spouse if you're married, your family um, if, you're not, if and not you're married, your siblings, your community, without demanding anything in return or speaking of what you are doing for others as we read in the Sunday Gospel this coming weekend. Give time to the elderly. Right? Maybe go play taula with Giddor Teta, Kunken. Right? They give time to the sick, to outcasts, socially spurned people, the lonely, newcomers, little children, anyone. Okay? But there, there, there has to be, there has to be um, almsgiving. Um, that's uh, what I was hoping to send out to you guys. I, um, I've been having a blast, guys. Thank you so much for the love that you guys have been showing. Um, I know I'm delayed on putting my... Um, schedule on the website. I'm still learning how to navigate the website. 
Um, there's going to be a survey that I'm going to be preparing uh, for all of you about your thoughts, your opinions, uh, things you want to see, things that you think are really good, things you think might are not as good, um, an idea box. Like I'm going to be, I'm looking for your data to guide me on this. Um, God willing, this weekend is St. Mary's. The weekend after is St. George and Moni. Uh, then it's Minnesota. Then it's Iowa, Nebraska. Um, then I believe it's Kansas and Missouri. Um, and then Wisconsin. Um, and then uh, back uh, here. I am sorry, Wisconsin actually was supposed to be going earlier, but there's a schedule. Uh, um, but uh, those of you in Milwaukee are kind of close by, so I might randomly hit you guys up. Um, but I can't wait to meet you all. And um, I ask your prayers. I ask you also to help kind of get this out to people I don't know how to reach. Um, but uh, uh, pray for me and happy Lent.